Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to O-Face Wrestling Podcast. This is your host JT and your co-host CT. Hey! And today we're really excited that we're going to be discussing the SummerSlam recap. It was a really fun and exciting show and we're really happy to talk about it. So, the pre-show, I'm not going to lie, was actually one of the best pre-shows that I've seen in, you know, probably years. Mm-hmm. And honestly, uh, I will say because of how good the pre-show was, I had even higher expectations for the main card. And I feel like there were, I was a little bit disappointed, but that was because I kind of hyped myself up. But the main card still was really good. Before we talk about the main card overall as a whole, let's talk about the pre-show though. So first match on the pre-show was Drew Gulak defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Oni Larkin. And once again, like I said, you know, we don't really know much about um, 205 Live other than, you know, what we see on the pre-show. But this match was awesome. It was, as expected, really entertaining match. Honestly, um, I was pulling for Oni, and he unfortunately did not come through for me. But maybe next time for him. Great match, though. Um, I I definitely want to see this match again. Maybe they'll do it on 205 Live. Maybe they'll do it at the next pre-show. I don't know, but I want to see Oni get another chance. Next match, though, is uh, Buddy Murphy versus Apollo Crews. I was really excited to see this match on the pre-show. This was a a late addition to the card. Mm -hmm. And I was just really excited just to see both Buddy Murphy and Apollo Apollo Crews actually get a match on the card. Both of these guys are extremely talented, and Mm -hmm. they had a heck of a match. It did end with um buddy murphy getting the win because of a dq because uh rowan came in and attacked him for you know falsely accusing him of attacking roman reigns so how do you feel about these two actually getting on the car especially buddy i know you're actually a fan of buddy murphy yeah i have been so impressed with him um i was a huge fan of him back in nxt and now that he came up to the main roster. Initially, he was on 205 Live, and then they moved him to SmackDown. And when he first came to SmackDown, it kind of took him a little bit to... It took WWE a little bit to kind of do something with him. And they are finally starting to put him in more matches, and he is phenomenal in the ring. That The match that he had with Roman Reigns on, was it... Roller SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown was awesome. He has improved so much in the ring, and I I love watching him in the ring. So I was really excited for this match as well. And, of course, I mean, not really my um, what I wanted, that he won, how he won, but at least he won. So I was happy about that. Yeah, and, I mean, it, it adds to the whole Roman Reigns attacker storyline. Um. I mentioned on Twitter, I really like the storyline that they're doing with this. They're, you know, having a few different characters being involved in the storyline. And they're they're continuing it every week. And every week, they're leaving us with some kind of cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. When, you know, what's going to happen next? And I like it. It's really old school. But, I mean, like I said, as far as the match, it was a great match. And, you know, Rowan attacking um, Buddy Murphy. You know, I'm really hoping that we get, like, a Buddy Murphy, maybe Daniel Bryan feud or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, it was an interesting ending. You know, it keeps both wrestlers looking strong. I, you know, I hate to see Apollo Crews lose as well. But, uh, yeah, so last match on the pre-show was a surprising uh, women's tag team title defense. We did not see that happen very often with the Iconics. But we saw Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross successfully retain these women's tag titles against the Iconics. So how do you feel that um, we're actually seeing... I think this is the first time we've actually seen this on a pay-per-view, even though it was just pre-show. I don't think the Iconics even defended it on the pre-show. <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross have defended the titles more in, like, two days than they have... than the Iconics did in their whole entire time holding the belts. Um, I was a little bit nervous that they defended the title, you know, that they were defending the titles because it was so soon. I mean, they literally had just won the titles, what, that week, the week right before SummerSlam, and, you know, they were already defending them. So I was, you know, I'm always nervous when, you know, wrestlers that are holding the titles that I actually like are defending them because there's always that 50-50 chance of them losing. But, I mean, I definitely ain't complaining that Alexa and Nikki retained. I probably, I even called it i said i swear if the iconics retain i'm not watching any of SummerSlam because i would have been too pissed off 
yeah, that would have been really disappointing. But yeah, it's nice to see, you know, the titles actually being defended. And that's one of the big perks of having Alexa and Nikki as the champions because they are on TV weekly. Mm-hmm. Some of the weeks they were on both Raw and SmackDown. So it's nice that these titles are actually get properly showcased. I like still till this day, like I just don't understand what WWE was doing with the iconics. I mean Yeah. It just makes me so mad that they even like they put the titles on them and they never defended them like the whole entire time. I mean the not like the titles have been around for long, but they are the longest reigning women's tag team champions and they defended the titles what twice I think or not a lot. They defended them and against the Kabuki Warriors at one point. I think even... Well, but not even that. Before they were even defending the titles, they were put in matches, and they lost every single one of the matches. But as soon as they put their titles up, they won that match. And that was just... To me, that just really was like a slap in the face to the women's division, especially those titles. So I I just can't stress enough how happy I am that that they're not holding the titles anymore. Me too. Nothing a bit, nothing against the Iconics. Honestly, I am a fan of Peyton Royce, but that title run, run was a joke. You know, they weren't being showcased. They were being utilized as a comedy act, and it just it just wasn't the right timing, considering, you know, these titles are still, you know, kind of new. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, um, women's wrestling, you know, really peaked when it hit WrestleMania. So the last thing you want to do is, you know, cool things down and they already had things cooled down with you know like the raw women's title you know with that stale becky and you know lacey evans feud so you know them doing what they did with the women's tag titles made no sense i don't understand why what wwe's logic was to be honest with you you know they had a good thing with sasha and bailey holding them titles and they took it off without any direction so it's just i feel like it was just more of a surprise factor they wanted to do Mm -hmm. with no direction to it but it is what it is. Now, as far as the last thing, you know, big thing that happened on the pre-show was the Elias concert. When he went out and performed in front of everyone, he had an interruption, and it was Edge. And this was a really surprising moment, seeing Edge come out there. He didn't say, say anything he didn't need to. He came out there, speared him, <laughs> and that was it. And that's And that was kind of... You know, a part of the reason why I felt like the pre-show was one of the best in the years, but also kind of it let me down a little bit with the main card because I'm thinking, wow, they had Edge come pre- out yeah, on the pre-show. pre-show. What are they going to have? Gonna, the, yeah, someone know. bigger is going to come out. You know, Undertaker's going to come out or <laughs> Stone Cold. Stone Cold, or I mean, I wouldn't be excited, but you know, maybe John Cena. You know, like who likes John Cena? I figured someone big was going to come out. And they didn't do anything, but um, yeah, the pre-show was awesome. Mm-hmm. I will say it was a good way to get people excited for the main card. Now, as far as the main card, I felt like it was booked really well. It um a little surprising too, but it didn't have too many matches. I felt like all the matches got, you know, a proper amount of time. No match felt rushed. No match felt too long. The one big surprising thing though about the whole entire card, including the pre-show, was there was only one title change. Usually, you know, both WrestleMania and SummerSlam usually they have like a hundred thousand title changes. This one was one, and the one title that did change was the one I actually didn't think was gonna change mm-hmm. for the good and bad. But yeah, we'll get to that as we break down each matches. But the the card um, started off with Becky defending her Raw Women's Championship against Natty in the opening match. That was a I think this was a pretty good match to put in the opening match. Honestly. I mean, Becky, you know, is probably the most over wrestler in the company right now. Well, maybe not right now, you know, <laughs> as of Monday night. And we'll talk about that after the car. But, yeah, she is one of the most over, if not over wrestlers in the company. I feel like that was a hot way to start off this um, show. The match was, as expected, really good. Natty really brought it. Yeah. Yeah, she, she really did, brought she it. She did do a good job. Um, I've been, you know... For a while, like, I've always liked and respected Natty, but I kind of felt like, you know, the ship has sailed for her being in big title matches. And, you know, part of it is just because I feel like she's past her prime. She's a little <laughs> older. She still can bring it. And, you know, and this being a big, you know, event, you know, SummerSlam, you know, I feel like she really performed really well and deserved her role in this card. Mm-hmm. So I have to give kudos to Natty. Um, 
Obviously, Becky retaining was a smart decision. You just you do not want to take that title off her right now for a multiple amount of reasons. So, how did you feel overall about the match and the, you know the booking? Um, I thought it was a really good match. Like you said, Natty definitely brought it. I was a little bit nervous that like I was fifty fifty between Becky winning and Natty winning. I deep down I knew that they weren't gonna have. Natalia win but at the same time I was kind of like well what if you know like Natalia is kind of getting at her peak she is older she's been with the company for a long long time you know what if they she's almost finished and they want her to go out with a bang you know maybe they want her to win the title one more time before you know she retires so I was a little bit nervous but again at the same time I knew that the that they weren't going to have Becky lose. So, obviously, I'm happy with Becky <laughs> winning. I mean, no offense to Natty, but I don't know who would want her to win over Becky. So Yeah, even though the match was in Toronto, I just feel like this was one of the most predictable matches on the card. And, you know, and predictable in a good way, too, because, I mean, like I said, nobody wanted to see Becky drop that title. So now the second match of the day, and this actually was a match I was really nervous about on how WWE is going to book it, and that was Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> now, honestly, this match was booked perfectly. Ziggler came out firing. He gave Goldberg like two or three super kicks. So Goldberg didn't really sell him too well, like kicking out after one. But I, I felt like it was it was good. I mean, it still made Ziggler look strong. Obviously, you know, he's half Goldberg's size and. Mm-hmm. You know, no one was really expecting Ziggler to win. I mean, I was kind of hoping maybe he'd win and this would turn into a storyline between him and HBK or something. Mm-hmm. But it was just booked well. Like, we got to see Goldberg utilize the way he needs to. He needs to go out there and just do his spears and jackhammers. I don't want to see him put wrestlers in leg locks like he was doing against The Undertaker <laughs> during uh, the Saudi Arabia show. Like, it was done so well. And at the same time, the one thing I really liked about it, too, was after the match. Oh, my goodness. But actually, before after the match, he speared the crap out of Ziggler. Ziggler looked like he got cut in half when he mm-hmm. got speared. But, yeah, after the match, Ziggler oh was just taunting him. Like, hey, is that all you got? That was nothing. You know, yada, yada. Came back, speared him again, walked away. I, oh, you know, anybody can get lucky twice. Yep. You know? I'm just like, somebody, please take this mic away from this he kid just wanted to before die. he gets killed. But, yeah, I loved it. I thought that was a really entertaining, you know, segment after the match. You know, like I said, that was a perfect way to utilize Goldberg. And it was a good way for him to redeem himself. You know, he is known for not losing much. And he lost his last two matches. The The loss against Gold, um, Brock Lesnar was fine. Because, you know, that was, Brock Lesnar, first of all, that was him kind of being written off. But the Undertaker match was just straight up horrible. Horrible. And I do feel like Goldberg will probably be competing at next year's WrestleMania. Maybe he'll compete at the Saudi Arabia event in October. I don't know. But I feel like he needs to redeem himself in the time being so he can have a proper retirement match and put over someone during that match. Ziggler's the man to to do it with because Ziggler is good at making others look good. He is in that role, and he does very well with it. So I think this was a... Very well done match um, by both performers and a good booking with the WWE creative. Yeah, I was really hoping when Ziggler kept taunting Goldberg that, like, when Goldberg, like, you know, went away and then, like, came back, I was really hoping they were going to have somebody else big come out instead, but that didn't happen. That did not, but it still was fun. Yeah, it was entertaining. Third match of the night. AJ Styles defending the United States Championship against Ricochet. This was their fourth match against, you know, each other. And I won't complain if there's a fifth or a sixth. They, they're, the chemistry that both of them have in the ring together is, is unbeatable. They, it's phenomenal. (laughs) They, they just click so well together in the ring and they put on, a really good match. They did. I mean, it was just a great match, and they've even teased, you know, something, you know, this feud even carrying on more, and I think it was Raw. Yeah, I think it was Raw. I think they're still going to have another, you know, this feud's going to continue, and I'm fine with that. I am fine with that because I kind of do fear, as well as 
what are they going to do with Ricochet after this feud? He's not going to be in any title pitcher. So I, I, I want to, I want him to stay in the U.S. title pitcher. I want him and AJ to at least have one more match, even if it's on Raw. But we will have to see. But I mean, so far I've been pretty entertained with this feud in their um, matches. Mm-hmm. Next match, and this was my um, personal um, highest um, anticipated match. This was Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Title against. The goddess, Ember Moon. War goddess. She is the goddess of everything. No. Wrestling war, WWE goddess, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, this match was good. You know, and you know, both Bailey and Ember Moon are fantastic wrestlers, and they both really brought it in the ring together. I wish the match was given a little bit more time, to be honest with you. But uh, I was disappointed that Ember lost, but I was not surprised. Just because Bailey has held this title for like two months now, something like that, and you know, it's kind of still soon she's getting re established and you know, kind of you know, making a name for herself again. And and um, so I just think it's just too soon to take it off of her. I mean, um, Ember Moon did tease on social media about them having another match. They did not do anything or announce that actual actually on SmackDown. Ember Moon had a match against Charlotte Flair and lost. I don't know if Charlotte's going to jump into the title picture, if it's going to be a triple threat or what's going to go on with that. But I can see Bailey losing this title by next pay-per-view. Either next pay-per-view or maybe like the December pay-per-view or something like that. I know it won't be Survivor Series because that's usually a champion versus champion type of pay-per-view. But I think that, you know... Um, Sasha will probably win the Raw Women's title sometime in the near future, and we'll see a Bailey versus Sasha match at WrestleMania 36, which obviously um, Bailey has to drop the title prior to then. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll just have to see. I really am hoping for Ember to win this title sometime soon, and it was, like I said, disappointing to me, but it is what it is. I mean, the show was good enough where that I didn't let that match break me. But I was a little bit down after that. So let's move on to something more um, positive. Talking about Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Now this has been one of the most interesting storylines in WWE for the past few months. We're seeing, you know, like the whole Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon on rivalry being revisited with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. I still feel like some type of way with Kevin Owens using the stunner. I feel like he's good for it, but at the same time, I, I like the pop-up powerbomb better. I feel like it's more him. Yeah. It looks more painful. I mean, you're slamming the guy on his back. Yeah. But um, it, it was a fun match, obviously. I mean, KO is KO. I love seeing him stunner shame it, man. I think this has been a really good rivalry, and it's you know, told a really good story. And it's really interesting how WWE is... Um, they really changed, you know, gears real quickly because it seemed like that they were going to potentially do Roman versus Shane McMahon at SummerSlam, you know, especially when they were doing that tag match at uh, Extreme Rules. But they uh, inserted Kevin Owens in the storyline and said, I'm fine with that. I, I like seeing Kevin Owens get put into a big storyline. He's very deserving of it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Shane McMahon, he is the McMahon. So, I mean, he will get Kevin Owens over, and I, I love this storyline. It's really entertaining. Yeah. Next match, and this was actually another really highly anticipated match for me, and that was Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, they've kind of teased that this was going to be uh, Trish Stratus' retirement match, but then I've been hearing things that on um, online that she wants to do another match. I am fine with it just because there's a lot of dream matches I love to see Trish Stratus in. But, I mean, after this match, I mean, Trish still has it. Mm-hmm. She can go. She's in her 40s. She's had two kids. And she can still go out there and compete with the best. And that is awesome. Yeah. Um, You know, we did see Charlotte Flair submit Trish Stratus, which is not surprising considering that it is her finishing move. But we've seen her. What is it called? Bow to the Queen or something like that. Natural selection. It used to be called Bow to the Queen in NXT. Mm. We don't see her do it that often, which is why I got a little confused there. But yeah, um, could have seen her put her out that way. But it was a great match. It definitely was one of my favorite on the card. I mean, the fans were really hot for this match. Obviously, you know, Trish Stratus being Trish Stratus, but she also was the hometown, you know, favorite in this match. I mean, how do you feel about this match? Um, I mean, 
the podcast that we did with our predictions, I mean, I kind of even called it that Charlotte was going to win because I even said, you know, the idea of both of them having a match together is because both of them are trying to prove, you know, who's the best. And, you know, Charlotte, or not Charlotte, Trish comes back and she's like, you know, no, like, I'm the best of all time. And if Trish would have won, what would that have meant for Charlotte? You know what I mean? Because Charlotte's a full-time wrestler. So I kind of knew that Charlotte was going to win. I'm not really mad about it because I do love Charlotte. And like you said, Trish did really well in the ring after, you know, with all things considered. And I wouldn't really be mad if they either had a match, a rematch, or Trish coming back and having a match with somebody else. I would really love to see her and Alexa Bliss or her versus Sasha Banks. And I was a little, I'm kind of mad that they haven't done that yet. And I don't know if it has to do with Sasha not being with the company. Well, I mean, she's with the company, but you know, she's been out not wrestling for a few months, but what was it? Was it evolution when they kind of had that face off in the ring or was it the Royal Rumble? It was the Royal Rumble. Um, But yeah, you know, so you would kind of think, you know, that would kind of set something up, but it hasn't yet. I don't know if things are going to change in the future, but I would really love to see either Trish and Sasha or Trish and Alexa Bliss. They could do either one. I mean, I don't know if they'll do anything with um, Trish and uh, Alexa as long as Alexa has the tag titles, unless they do like uh, Alexa and Nikki versus Trish and Lita or That'd something be, like that. Yeah, but um, I think cool. there's a good chance of them doing a Trish and um, um, Sasha Banks just because, you know, especially seeing uh, – Sasha Banks, you know, come out and attack Natty. Natty's, you know, Canadian too. Maybe that'll, you know, turn into some kind of storyline. We'll have to see. We'll, like I said, we mentioned we'll talk more about Sasha after we're done, you know, reviewing the card. Mm-hmm. So now let's move on then so we can get to Sasha. <laughs> Kofi Kingston, you know, defending his WWE Championship against Randy Orton was the next match. This match was a really good match. I was expecting the title change here. I feel yeah. like, you know, Kofi's had the title for four months now. Pretty long. Um, and his, you know, his reign is kind of getting stale, in my opinion. Uh, I feel like the hype has kind of died down with Kofi, you know, mm-hmm. Kofi Mania and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think it's time to change titles. And I, I still think Randy Orton will win it, but I love the heel Rand- this heel Randy Orton. I did not like the heel Randy Orton when he was in the authority getting help and whining and all. Like, I like the more aggressive aggressive and vicious Randy Orton and I want to see this Randy Orton have one more title reign yeah and it's better sooner than later since he is starting to get up there in age mm-hmm. and then you know also you know Smackdown will be transitioning to Fox in you know like two months so I think it's time to probably do something soon but I think you know they did the double count out which makes both wrestlers look strong I think that was probably smart because you still can continue to feud and potentially put the title on Randy Orton and um, Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it gives Kofi a little bit longer of a reign because I know, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of Kofi Kingston fans out there that, you know, won't really sit well when he drops the title. So at least you could say, oh, he held it past SummerSlam, you know, so it, it makes the fans, you know, happier that he's still going to hold it a little bit longer. But I think it's, you know, inevitable that he's going to drop that title sometime within the next month or two. Yeah, I mean, like you said, his reign is just kind of, fizzled out you know I mean it's there's really nothing exciting happening with him anymore you know at first when he won the title you know the whole Kofi mania thing and you know he was like on top and getting really hyped up and now it's just kind of like eh, like we we just need somebody new yeah it's time, it's time for something fresh I mean usually like when it comes to wrestlers sometimes they'll you know do a heel turn or something like that during the title reign I don't really want to see Kofi heel I can't really see him being heel. No, too. not without the New Day. Cause I know when the New Day first debuted, they were heel, and that was fine. But you know, if no. he turns heel, you know, Biggie and Xavier at the turn heel, I think they're fine as faces right now. Yeah. So it is what it is. Um, next match, and this was you know second to last. This was Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. I was really excited Me for too. this match. I wanted to see if Bray Wyatt was actually going to wrestle with the mask, and he did. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved I was it. like, there's no way he's going to wrestle with that mask. He's not going to be able to see all yeah. of it. <laughs> Apparently, he did well. He could see very well. 
Uh, match was great. You know, I really liked it. Um, I will say I do hope this is, you know, this rivalry is done. I did really like, though, I don't know if it was during the pre-show or sometime during, you know, the main card, but they had the whole AJ Styles, Gallows, Anderson. You know, they had a segment with Finn Balor, and they did the whole, if you need our help, just let us know. And they were doing the whole two sweet tees, and all. I got really excited for it. I was thinking, well, you know, if you know the club helps him out, and he uh, turns heel and aligns with, you know, the club, I'd be fine and Bray lost. But, you know, that didn't happen. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that, like I said, this is a one-and-done thing, and, um, Finn Balor can, you know, realign with the club in a different storyline without, you know, going over Bray Wyatt. But I am really excited with this Bray Wyatt character. I really liked how they utilized him on SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to see where things go with, you know, this Bray Wyatt character. Final match. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. This was the one title that did change hands. And I was so surprised. Me too. I didn't think Brock was going to lose it so soon I after cashing in. But, um, and then it kind of makes you think, like, what was the point of even putting the title on him in the first place? I know. Like, sometimes I guess WWE has plans and they change. I don't know if this was the plan. To give, you know, Seth another, you know, big win over Brock for the title. Or, you know, because, I mean, obviously no one expected Brock to win the Money in the Bank. So maybe they wanted to do a little surprise there. And then, you know, him cashing in at Extreme Rules. I mean, it is what it is. At least we could say, hey, this title is on a full-time wrestler again. That is the one per, you know, on him winning this title. I, you know, I just, I just don't think he should have lost it in the first place. I think that Brock should have cashed in. On the WWE Championship, either that or someone else just should have won the Money in the Bank. To be honest with you, um, it was you know it was good while it lasted. Though I did like the Beast in the Bank thing, and you know Brock Lesnar using the you know the Money in the Bank as a you know a boombox, and he even did that mm-hmm. with the title one. So it was fun while it lasted. I'm just glad he's not gonna have this long title reign where you see him like every other month and stuff like that. So it is good that Seth is holding the title again. Hopefully he could turn heel. And, you know, have a heel run with the title. So we'll see. I, I, I don't know who his next challenger is going to be. I think, you know, after Raw, I think it might be um Braun Strowman. And I'm fine with that. It's just I hate to see Braun Strowman lose, you know. Because yeah. I really do like him. But, uh, you know, obviously I don't want to see Seth drop the title. And, you know, after just winning it either. So we'll just have to see. And we'll just have to stay tuned on seeing where they go with Seth Rollins and the Universal Championship. Yep. All right, now for the main event of our podcast today, we are going to talk about the hottest topic in wrestling right now, and that is the return of Sasha Banks on Monday Night Raw. Super excited. Now, I can't say I was surprised. I was and I wasn't. I was. Because we've been expecting her to come back for a while now. No, we haven't been expecting. We've been hoping. Both. And wanting her to come back. But the thing is, she's thrown so many people off on social media, but then at the same time, she's also been teasing everybody. Um, For instance, she, her Instagram is like a prime example. She changed her name on Instagram to her legal name um, from, I mean, her uh, username is still Sasha Banks WWE or whatever it is, but her like actual name on Instagram used to be, Sasha Banks or whatever it was. And now it's uh, Mercedes, uh, whatever her last name is. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly I know a lot. Um, But yeah, so like she changed her name. She also changed her bio and I don't remember what it all had said before, but I know that it had, you know, like three time champion or, you know, whatever. And now it, you know, she had changed it to like just, professional wrestling athlete or professional athlete so you know she kind of threw everything off she dyed her hair she got rid of her signature purple hair and you know she had dyed it black and so but then she started reposting stuff of her time in WWE um photos of her and other women wrestlers and matches and um posting quotes um, you know, kind of saying like, I, I don't, I, I don't even peace. know. Huh? She's been posting, you know, stuff and she had peace signs on it and all that. Yeah, I don't know. So it, it 
it really threw me off. And honestly, if you go back and listen to our podcast, each podcast of our stuff, you know, we're, you know, we have a prediction. Sasha's coming back tomorrow. Yep. She's going to be returning and never did. And then the next one, oh, you know, she's got to do it this time. You know, this would be the perfect time. And she didn't. So it, it threw me off for sure. I honestly thought she was done with WWE, but she proved my ass wrong. Yeah, she uh, didn't prove me wrong. I knew she was going to come back. Um, I was really convinced that she was going to come back either at Extreme Rules or the Raw or SmackDown after that to set up you know, a SummerSlam match with either uh, Becky or Bailey. That did not happen. So after that, I'm like, okay, she's coming back to SummerSlam. She did not come back at SummerSlam. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, she's got to come back on Raw or SmackDown this weekend. She did. Now, it was I didn't expect her to come back and attack Natty. But it did lead to a brawl between her and Becky, which was awesome. Yeah. But when she, when Natty came out, I knew someone was going to come out. I was thinking probably Becky would come out or something yeah. like that. And then you hear Sasha's theme. And for like a second or two, I kind of like. It didn't like click. click. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, hold up. <laughs> I, I remember was like, oh. I was laying there. I was actually, I was multitasking. I was watching Netflix on my computer. And I had one headphone out so I could hear the TV. And the her theme hits jake and i both just look at each other i throw my laptop across the bed he flies up off the bed he's just standing like two inches from the tv i'm sitting at the edge of my bed just like in complete shock because it was just so unexpected but the most unexpected thing was her heel turn and i'm a little upset because i was really hoping her heel turn was going to be a little bit different. I was really crossing my fingers that it was going to be with Bailey. Um, and I'm still, I, so my vision was that she was going to come back when, if, and when she did come back to WWE, I was really hoping she was either going to cost Bailey the title or have her lose a match or something or, something to where she would turn heel on Bailey because there still is that, you know, Bailey was the one that lost the titles for them. And still till this day, there, there was never any closure from that. So that's, that was my whole vision. So, you know, when she came out with, you know, she had the purple wig on, but obviously you didn't know that at the time. And, you know, she, came out and, um, you know, she hugged Natty and, you know, she told her, she's like, I love you. And apparently she whispered, um, your dad would be so proud of you. I don't. Yeah, she pointed up to the sky when she said that. Oh, I didn't see. I yeah. didn't see that. Um, yeah. And the next, you know, bam, she just turns around and just smacks her in the face. And I was like, what? I was like, Wow. Yeah, because, I mean, in my opinion, I, I wasn't surprised that she turned heel. I figured when she came back, we were going to get that heel turn. You know, part of it was, you know, real-life frustration. We all knew that she was really frustrated. Kind of excited to see, you know, assume, I'm assuming she's going to be on Raw next week, and it kind of has some kind of expectation. Ah, ex, you know, she'll explain. Expectation. Yeah, sorry, I had a hard time spitting that one out. But, yeah, I'm sure she'll explain why she did it. Um. Part of it will probably Becky calling her out. I don't know. We'll find out, but I am excited for that. But I know she uh, has, you know, real-life frustrations on, you know, the company, and I'm sure she'll explain that when she comes out. But I, I knew she was going to turn heel. I didn't expect her to come out with uh, pink hair, though, even though it obviously it was fake, but I expected her to come out and have new hair right away. Yeah, you know? and also even when she took the purple roof, I just wish she would have left her hair black. I feel like that would have... Because, I mean, she's had colored hair. You know, she's cold-hearted now. You know, blue. Well, it should be black. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I was a little surprised because, I mean, she's had colored hair. when I mean, when she was in NXT and when she came up to the main roster, mm -hmm. she had the red hair. And then that went from, you know, red to, like, pink to, you know, purple. And she's had it purple for a long time. And then when she left the company, well, I keep saying when she left, she didn't leave. She took time off. When she took time off. Um, she was posting Instagram photos and her hair was black. And I thought I was like, this would, you know, that would be perfect. If she comes back, she's healed. She has black hair 
You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that would have fit a little bit better than the blue, but the blue looks good on her. It did look good. It looked great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I w- definitely was surprised as well when she came out with the purple wicks. I'm like, did she dye it back? But then as I was like looking at it, I was like, no, you can definitely, if you pay attention, you can definitely tell it, it was a wig. Yeah, I knew um, it looked kind of off. Yeah. But I didn't really think, I'm not a girl, I don't think about this kind of thing. <laughs> But, I mean, as far as her attacking, you know, Natty and, you know, starting to feud with Becky, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the absolute biggest thing they could do with Becky right now. They need to do something they need big some. They needed yeah. somebody new. Not well, just not, something new, well, but Well, not big. new, but because, I mean, they've Lacey, had matches Yeah, before, Lacey but... Evans was horrible. I'm yeah. sorry. That was a bust. That was really stale. Natty wasn't really what we wanted. I think that was just more of a, you know, SummerSlams in Toronto kind of thing. But she needs something big because, you know, WW2K20 is coming out in like two months. Mm-hmm. And you need to start creating as much buzz as you can for women's wrestling because, and I've mentioned this a thousand times on Twitter and throughout my podcast, AEW, you need to get this product hot, you know, by the time that comes out because you don't want, you know, all your fans to start tuning into AEW instead of WWE. So you want to keep fans interested. Everyone wants to see Sasha versus Becky. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do want to see Sasha versus Bailey as well. I think her turning on Bailey would have been more impactful. But they can, you know, like a lot of people are saying on Twitter, they could say that for WrestleMania. I think that's a WrestleMania worthy type of match. I mean, yeah. the, Sasha versus Bailey, that was the best set of matches for both wrestlers. And I think that match deserves, you know, WrestleMania as the stage. We'll have to see if WWE actually goes through with that. But right now, there's lots of challengers for Bailey and um on SmackDown. You know, you can do, you can continue her feud with Ember Moon, or I don't really want to see it, but you could do Charlotte Flair. You could do uh, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan's, you know, teasing coming back with a new character and all that kind of stuff. You got plenty of options for Bailey and um on SmackDown. As far as um. Becky on Raw, not really. I mean, you you know, Ronda Rousey, we don't even know if she's coming back. Nia Jax is still out, you know, with injury. You could do Naomi versus Becky, but that's really about it. But that's still not, you know, Naomi doesn't have the star power that Sasha has, not even close. So yeah. this is like the best thing you could do with a Becky feud right now. And like I said, I am fine with it. And I mean, Becky has been calling Sasha out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I love Becky, but you don't run your mouth about Sasha Banks and get away <laughs> with it. She will punch you in that mouth. And that's exactly what she did. But, um, yeah, she came out, attacked Natty, took her wig off, had the blue hair. I thought that was pretty cool. And just beat the crap out of Natty. And then that led to uh, Becky coming out, and they got into a little, you know, brawl. And then Sasha you know, just was pounding on Becky with that chair. I loved it. I loved it. Even the fans are chanting, thank you, Sasha. Yeah. That's how happy people are about Sasha coming back. And honestly, like, I am happy we are finally getting heel Sasha again. We haven't seen Sasha heel since early 2016. And that was, like, her best time, like, back in NXT when she was heel. Exactly. And... When that her feud with Sasha, um, yeah, yeah she feuded with her. <laughs> yeah, she feuded with herself. Her feud with Becky in NXT was was awesome. Boom. Yes, and I'm now that heel. I really hope this heel Sasha what is gonna be just like NXT heel Sasha. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole with her and Becky signing the contract, and Sasha had the boss stamp. And, you know, they got into a bra and, you know, Sasha was standing on top of the table with her foot over Becky's head. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and watch that back in NXT. It The contract signing for Becky and uh, Sasha, you can look that up on YouTube. Yeah, or YouTube too, whatever. Yeah, network or YouTube. It's easier <laughs> to find on uh, YouTube. Network's nine ninety nine a month. Free for new subscribers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, so I I really hope that this heel Sasha is going to be just as over the top, just as, I don't like using the word ratchet, but like how she was back in NXT. Yeah, she wasn't ratchet, but people were just It's It's just just a... Uh, It was just a thing. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with her. And I hope to God they are actually going to give her like at least a good title reign. And I will, Please. I will say this, 
this is the only time that I would be okay with Becky Lynch losing the title if it was to Sasha Banks. Any other person, absolutely not. If it's Sasha, I can, I'll take that. I will 100% take that because Sasha deserves it. I don't think there hasn't been anybody, almost anybody, other women in WWE that has worked as hard as Sasha has and is as talented as she is. And for Sasha to kind of just get, it's it's like they were building her up and then, no. Build her up again? Mm-hmm. No. And it was just getting old. You know what I mean? Like, they would put the title on her and you could just, the look on her face, the tears in her eyes, how much it meant to her and how much she deserved it. Like, you just can't beat that. Just like when... Uh, Nikki Bella won the title. I don't know if that was her first time ever winning. I think that was her second. It doesn't. Yeah, either way, you know, she. The thing that infuriated me was she literally just like held the title up and just kind of gave that look like, yeah, like I won the title. It is what it is, kind of thing. Anybody else? AJ Lee, Sasha Banks, when they won the, they ball their eyes out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like it. I'm not saying that it didn't mean anything to Nikki Bella. I just feel like she didn't appreciate it no, I like felt she like should have. Her run in WWE was more so building her brand. Yeah, for you sure. You know, kind of like John Cena. I've always looked at him as being phony. I mean, he's done a lot of great things for charities and all, but I felt like it was more so to build himself up rather mm-hmm. than actually doing good for others. Yeah. Like the Bellas, like, they, they were always good heel characters, I'll give them that, and they definitely improved a lot in the ring throughout their career, but... I felt like, you know, they just didn't have the passion for it, like, you know, a lot of the other women, and they kind of, like I said, they did it to build their brand. I mean, they got their own TV show out of it, and yeah. now it's kind of like it's all about their show rather than, you know, coming back. I mean, I know Nikki has neck issues or whatever, so she couldn't come back and wrestle full-time if she wanted to, but it's just, I just always kind of, like, once when we got away from the diva era and, you know, went, you know, in the women's era, kind of sort of, like, looking down a little bit on some of the previous wrestlers not at personal but more so as you know i wanted to move away from that air and get more into uh you know an in-ring aspect rather than you know looks and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. i think that's a big reason why they got hired was because of their looks and their 100%. twins i mean if you get the higher you know really good looking twins you know that makes for pretty interesting storylines and all like the twin magic thing was cool for a while kind of got a little dumb when they weren't identical anymore they were still doing that you know yeah you would see brie bella take tissues out of her bra and like, it wasn't me you know yeah i remember that pissed me off when they did that with Paige. yeah but yeah like you know what we're trying to get at is do you know this business means so much for sasha she is very passionate about what she does and she she deserves a good title ram because I mean, mm-hmm. it, this isn't just you know her being passionate. She is talented. She yeah. she goes out there and gives it a hundred and fifty percent every match. Nobody, and I mean nobody in the women's division works harder than Sasha. Nobody mm-hmm. gives more than Sasha does, and there's nothing against anyone else. But there, you could just see you know the the passion that Sasha has every time she's out there competing. Mm-hmm. Even if it's on Raw, like that match with Asuka like two years ago, she almost killed herself <laughs> just for a match on Raw. Like, I have so much respect for Sasha and that character, that that the heel boss character. There's so much money to be made with that. Oh like my gosh, yeah. those shirts. I'm sure that shirt that they released on uh, Monday night or Tuesday during the day or whatever, that new Sasha shirt. I'm sure that sold a lot of you know shirts. Yeah. And it's not saying that she can't be faced, because obviously she's been faced for a long time. She's been faced majority of her career, actually. Yeah, but it's it's just like being face doesn't really fit her character. I mean, she makes it work, but at the same time, it just doesn't it just doesn't really fit because you know when you're calling yourself the boss. You know, you're supposed to be like a badass. And I'm not saying that she's Yeah. And I'm not saying that she's not a badass because she is, but you know, she just doesn't come out with that cocky attitude, you know, that she's the best and you know, this and that. And but again, her being face, she makes it work. But it's just she works better as a heel. And her character works better as a heel. 
And she's even stated in, you know, multiple interviews that she likes being healed because in real life, she's, you know, this shy, quiet girl. And then, you know, when she puts on her ring gear and goes out into the ring, she's a completely different character and she loves that character. And I mean, I don't know whose idea it was for her to, for her to turn face, but at least we got a, at least we got some kind of heel Sasha back. Exactly. I don't know to what extreme yet. You know, we haven't seen her in an official match yet. We haven't, you know, seen her on the mic or anything like that. So we'll have to see what comes. Yeah, we will. I mean, as far as, you know, her turning face years ago, that was more of a WWE doesn't like having heels get cheered and, and um, faces get booed. So it was like, oh, she was getting cheered. So I turned her face kind of thing. I don't, I, I never got that. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, you want to have a storyline and you want to have the characters and it just, it makes no sense, you know, realistically for the bad guy to get cheered. You know, we're supposed to boo the bad guy. That's, you know, the, the, trish, yeah, the traditional way. But I mean, there's some people out there that like, like that. yeah, yeah, that I mean, like bit heels. In that era where the bad guys are cool. I mean, you know, the Dark Knight, what was the character that was talked about the most? Joker. You know, the Joker was, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker was, you know, the most popular character on that show. Guess what? We all like bad guys. Yeah. Not all the bad guys. Obviously, we didn't like Jinder Mahal, but yeah. we like the cool bad guys. Yeah, like Sami Zayn, for example. Oh, yeah, I love Sami When he went out into the ring and, you know, I mean, he even, you know, was talking crap about all the fans and, you know, I'll see you all in hell. This and that, but people loved that. Yeah. when um, It was, you know what I mean? Like. Even Elias, like fans were chanting, he, he would tell the fans they're not worthy and their chant were not worthy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we love the bad guys, but they have to be cool though. They have yeah. to have some kind of character to them. Yeah. You know, but like Sasha Banks, we love her as a heel. We're going to cheer her as a heel. And WWE is going to make a lot of money from her as a heel. So just, you know, stick with what works don't change just because of what the crowd reaction always goes with. I mean, it just depends. There's, there's a difference between, you know, cheering, you know, cheering and booing based off of characters. Like sometimes people boo like a villain, not because they're the villain, but because they're horrible. Like Eva like Marie, for example, Eva Marie, <laughs> Baron Corbin, he's not horrible in the ring or anything like that, but we just, we were booing, you know, like him and then the Kurt Angle kind of storyline because, he just wasn't at that level or, you know, it, it just, there's a lot of things that factor into heels and faces and what works and what doesn't work. But, you know, like I, I said, like we mentioned a thousand times, you know, Sasha works as a heel and I am so excited to see this. I am so excited to see her future, see her feud with Becky. Maybe she'll feud with I'm sure Stratus, you know, after her Becky feud, you know, they've, um, there's rumors going around that there's going to be an evolution part two. You know, that, that's in the works. Maybe we'll get uh, Trish and uh, Sasha there. You know, I'm sure mate, we'll, we'll definitely get a uh, Sasha and Bailey feud at some point in time, regardless, so. you know, what the scenario is. I mean, we, we'll definitely get that. Um, You know, it's endless. I mean, I would love to see uh, Sasha, you know, heal Sasha versus Candice LeRae as well. That would be really cool. I would like to see heal Sasha face Bianca Belair. That would be two heels. Mm-hmm. I want to see them a lot. That's the that's the other thing I actually almost forgot about. Now, Sasha Banks, majority of her heel career, she's always had some kind of alliance. When she first turned heel, she joined the BFFs, which was Summer Rae and Charlotte Flair, and then she uh, ended up, you know, aligning herself with Becky. And then when she debuted on the main roster as a heel, she was with Team Bad, Naomi and uh, Tamina. Now she's heel again. Will she have an alliance? She don't need an alliance. She doesn't, but will she? <laughs> and the thing is, I'm and I, I've been thinking Bianca Belair for a lot of reasons. I feel like their characters match up pretty equally. Yeah. Bianca could be the muscle. And at the same time, the Street Profits have been on Raw like every week for over a month now. I, I don't know their names, but I know the one guy from the Street Profits is married to Bianca Belair in real life. And there's this rule where Vince McMahon does not like separating married couples, which is, you know, that's a good thing. That's very respectful. It'd be kind of a, a dick move to, you know, move one wrestler on Raw, all of them on SmackDown, and they're traveling separately and all that kind of stuff. So I have to assume that, you know, she will be in or on the main roster sometime in the near future 
it just depends on what they're doing with the Street Profits. Like I said, they've been on TV weekly, but at the same time, they're still the NXT Tag Team Champions. So I think once they finally drop those titles, they'll be 100% on the main roster full-time. And I think that's when we'll see Bianca. She um really hasn't done much other than just squashing people on NXT uh, TV tapings lately. So there's really she's not invested in any storyline. I don't see her getting back into any uh, title picture in NXT. So... I think it would make sense. I mean, you know, you don't want to bring her up and just randomly have her do nothing. I mean, I think that aligning her with Sasha Banks is a good way to insert her into a storyline. And it's a good way to give her credibility because she's aligned with, you know, the boss. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't know. I can't really think of who I could see Sasha aligning herself with unless they realigned her with Team Bad. But I think from what I heard, Tamina's hurt and... Naomi, they would have to turn her heel, and I think right now, I think I like the Glow character as a face. I don't know how I'd feel with that as a heel. And then, uh, I mean, it's really hard. I don't want to see her aligned with, like, Nia Jax or anything like that. That'd be kind of weird. I I wouldn't mind if she aligned with uh, Liv Morgan, but Liv Morgan's on SmackDown, and even though they have the wild card rule, I'd rather they just stick on different brands. I can't see her and Liv Morgan teaming together. So go right yeah and i definitely don't want to see sasha and charlotte realign i don't really care to see that i want to see i want to see something new and fresh mm-hmm. so i think right now what makes the most sense is uh sasha aligning with uh bianca one cool thing i, I brought up on twitter too it'd be kind of funny if they took they did a storyline where wwe ends up favoring um sasha banks they replaced becky on the cover of WWE 2K20 with Sasha. I don't think they. Would do I that. don't think they would do that too. But, but that uh, would be kind of funny. Someone made a comment that they could just do a fake segment where they pretend where Sasha reveals a new cover of her own. It says, oh, "I look better." You know, they need to change this mm-hmm. or something like that. I think they should do something like that. That would be cool. But as far as them actually going through with it, I don't think they would. But I wouldn't argue with it at all. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of Becky fans that would be pissed. I mean, I'd be mad, too, but... Yeah, I mean, if, I, if you know, Sasha was originally announced on the cover and they replaced her with anyone else, I'd be pretty pissed off. But, yeah, um, Sasha is back, finally, so yeah. that ends the whole AEW rumors and her <laughs> retiring and all that kind of stuff. She is back, and she's better than ever. Blue hair and all. Excited to see what happens on uh, Raw next week. You know, yeah. I have to assume, like I mentioned, she's gotta be on that show and have some kind of explanation expo- ah. explanation explanation yes what she said sometimes <laughs> i have a hard time spitting things out but yeah uh i'm excited to see what uh happens on raw hopefully she has a good reason it isn't something like cheesy and corny but we'll just have to see and uh just stay tuned um so just uh yeah everyone just let us know in the comments about how you you know you felt about SummerSlam. let us know how you felt about saucer banks returning um, and just stay tuned. And uh, just uh, another reminder, we are going to be debuting on YouTube sometime within the next you know, two weeks. Um, we officially ordered our equipment, studio equipment, for um, the Make That Happen. So probably, maybe even next week. But we'll have to see uh, when we'll be doing this. We'll, we'll be in a week or two. We will be officially on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. Follow us on Twitter at OfaceWrestling. And uh, we will keep you updated on that. And um, also, another reminder, we are on Facebook. You can look us up on Facebook. Um, We have a page and we have a group. Look us up on both. Everyone is welcome to join the group. And, uh, you know, we are very engaging on both Twitter and Facebook. So make sure you join and check us out. Thank you very much. Bye.